0: At this time of year, we often think of the blessing of family and friends. We must never forget, however, that the greatest blessing of Christmas is Christ Himself. Today we look with Scott Pauley at the eternal blessings found in the Word of God. One of the greatest blessings in my life is the blessing of family. I think most of you would agree with that. The Bible says that it is God who set the solitary in families. Family was the Lord's idea from the very beginning of time. And I want to say praise God for family. I remember years ago hearing a man say, if you want to find out how rich you are, add up everything that money cannot buy and death cannot take away. Well, if that's true, that means the greatest riches, of course, are spiritual riches, eternal things that we have only in Jesus Christ. And next to that would be the eternal souls that God has given you to make this journey through life with, your family. And so that brings us to the greatest family in the world. Matthew chapter number 1, the very first page of the New Testament, gives us the lineage of Jesus Christ, the genealogy of the Lord Himself. In Matthew chapter 1 verse number 1 we read the book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. And then beginning in verse number 2 you have this long list of begats and there's a host of them. But it's not just about them. No, they're just links in a chain and the chain leads you to this great climax. When you come down to verse number 16, it says, And Jacob begat Joseph, the husband of Mary, of whom was born Jesus, who is called Christ. And so, I bring you to the very first page of the New Testament. Think of this. After 400 silent years, 400 years with no open revelation, this is the first thing given by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. In some ways, it's the second genesis, you know, Genesis, of course, takes us to the origin of life. Well, in many ways, this is is the origin that we have of our life in the New Covenant, our New Testament with the Lord Jesus. Genesis is a word for generations, and that's how this book begins, Matthew 1.1, the book of the generation of Jesus Christ. Now, though this is the lineage of the Lord Jesus leading up to the birth of Christ, There are some principles here for all of us, gems from these genealogies, if you will. Do you believe that every word of Scripture is given by inspiration of God? That on every page, God has a message for you? What are some of the messages God has for us on the first page of the New Testament? Here's one. The author of the book knows your name. I love the fact that God has the names of individuals On the first page of the New Testament. You see, He's a personal God and He knows every detail about you personally. Now, you may not be in the lineage of Christ. You're certainly not here in this list in Matthew chapter number one. But aren't you glad you've been brought into the family of God? And that He knows you by name. He knows you better than you know you. He has every hair on your head numbered. He knows you by name. He remembers your frame and knows that you are just dust. He's a personal God. And he's not only personal, he's a loving God. The author of this book loves you. You see, when you read through the genealogy in Matthew chapter 1, you have men and you have women. Uh, You have kings and you have commoners. You have good sinners and bad sinners. Notice what I said. They're all sinners. You have some that are, are known for the best things and some that are known for the worst things. But that's not the issue. The issue is not what you've done or who you are or what you've accomplished or failed to accomplish The issue is your connection to Jesus Christ. Is your name in the Lamb's book of life in heaven? Are you a member of the family of God? Are you connected to the Lord Jesus Christ through personal faith in Him? Then if you are, you can rejoice in this and you can rest in this. You can rely on this. You belong to the Lord and He belongs to you. So the first great lesson that I've learned on the first page of the New Testament is that the author of the book knows us all by name. Here's the second thing that the Lord's been speaking to me about it is this, that every person in the story has their purpose. See, God has a plan. He's doing something in this world. He's always been up to something in this world from the very beginning. And He allows us to have a small part in it. It's not my story or your story. It wasn't Abraham's story or Isaac's or Jacob's or Joseph's or Mary's. No, it is the Lord's story. See, the story of redemption is bigger than any one of us. When you scan this list of names, Matthew chapter number 1, a few of the names on this list stand out. Some of them are extraordinary uh, for what they're known for. People like King David, for example. But most of the names are very ordinary people. In fact, I would go so far as to say many of them are unknown people. Uh, People that perhaps you could find their name on the pages of the Old Testament, but we don't know anything about what they accomplished, what they did. The issue is not fame. It's finding out why God put you on earth. The issue is not what you can accomplish. It is rather what God can accomplish through you. It is not what people think of of your great name, but rather what do they think of your great God's name. You see, every name in Matthew chapter 1 is leading to one name, and that's the beautiful name of Jesus. There's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. His name is the only name that someday every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I was thinking the other day about John the Baptist and how little, how little, relatively speaking, he accomplished in his lifetime. As famous as he was, you would think he could have built some organization, some institution, could have accomplished something. But he did none of that. He left nothing behind in his own name. Rather, he did one thing. What was the one thing he did He pointed people to the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. May I say to you today, if you accomplish nothing else with your life but pointing people to Jesus, then you, my friend, have done something that will last for all eternity. What are these principles God gives us on the first page? Well, first, that the author of the book knows us all by name. Second, that every one of us have some purpose in God's divine story and plan. Here's the third principle God's been speaking to me about. It is this. There's someone before you in the story, and there'll be someone after you. You see, uh, there's always someone before you. And if the Lord tarries his coming, you'll be gone someday, and others are coming along behind you. Think again of the analogy of links in a chain. We all have our part, and all the parts make the whole. So think of those who came before you in your story. That's someone that you can thank God for. If they're still living, thank them. They handed you a heritage of faith. They handed you truth. Praise God for them. Now turn your attention to those who are coming behind you. What can you do? Well, if you can thank those who came before you, you can teach those who are coming behind you. Think of this. The most well-known person in this list, Matthew chapter 1, outside the Lord Jesus, is David. What did he do? What did he accomplish with his life? Many things come to mind. Immediately you think of Goliath. Or you think of him as the king. Or you think of a failure like Bathsheba. But do you realize when you come to the pages of the New Testament, God only tells us one great thing David did. Acts chapter 13, verse number 36 says, David, after he had served his own generation by the will of God. God says the one thing that matters in the end is, did you do your part? Did you fulfill your purpose? Did you receive what has been handed to you? And did you pass it on to the next generation. You see, these are principles for all of us. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable. So I want to challenge you. Take Matthew chapter 1. Read through the genealogy again with fresh eyes. See in the genealogy not only the lives of these people who did their part, but think and consider your own life. Dear Lord, am I accomplishing with my life what you put me here to do? I want to fulfill your purpose. I want to point as many people as possible to the only Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. That's a principle for those living, from those living on the first page of the New Testament for those of us who are living near the end of the New Testament. May God help all of us to apply those principles today. Every good thing in life and eternity is connected to the Lord Jesus. Visit us at scottpolly.org for more information on knowing Christ and making him known to others. From the Pauley family and all of us at Enjoying the Journey, we want to wish you and your family God's greatest blessings this Christmas.